Hey everybody, this is Chandler, and welcome to episode two of the Stone Age Fuel podcast with your host Chandler and Dale. Chandler and Dale. So today we have a pretty exciting topic. I'm super excited. Dale is mildly excited. Tell him, Dale. Yeah. See? Tell him again. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, we got a viewer. It's Steph. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a systematic approach to getting fit for life. We want to talk about the entire area it encompasses, the, the fact that it's a wholehearted thing, and that it's an accountability partner that you need and something that we've organized in a way to basically take everybody from square one all the way until square 29 or 30 or 5,000. Yeah, so a lot of people don't think about uh, i mean we we hit on this a little bit last time the the long term game uh thinking long term uh it's just hey i want to look a certain way or feel a certain way and essentially that means walk in the door and work out um and there's a lot more uh parts to the process uh kind of cogs that fit into the the big machine to get you to where you want to be and there isn't one necessarily best way to do it uh, but there are certain things that your your fitness and your health should encompass uh, or include. And we're going to talk a little bit about the approach to making sure that you hit all the wickets on your way to health and happiness. Yeah, one of the biggest things we find is people, when they want to start a program, not necessarily sure what to start, how to start it, who's going to help them, what they should do. There's 357,000 different can, convict like conflicting viewpoints and people who are saying things that they should do things that they shouldn't do and then there's the whole spectrum of what's popular and what's not but what it comes down to is people need to start something that they're comfortable with and that they that has an approach that's going to allow them to progressively get deeper and deeper into intensity and strength and all the other scary stuff that they think about and a program that's going to have someone that guides them along the way and so what we find more often than not in the, the fitness for life and in trying to get people fit, there's a lot of gimmicks out there that allow people to start up and then fall off the wagon and then start up and fall off the wagon and get on the roller coaster of success and failure, which we don't want to see people do. So we have to set up a, a systematic approach that starts you from square one and understanding in that square that you don't have habits established, that you're probably not going to keep showing up if you don't have an accountability partner and something that allows us to continue reevaluating what's going on and to be in your corner when you stop coming in. Yeah. And as coaches, we're really in a broken industry in the interest of there's a lot of non-ethically based business out there that's preying on how people feel just to make money. Right. So he's talking about, uh, different uh organizations that you gotta you gotta find something that you trust and where people aren't just trying to to take your money's worth and have you fall back off the train and that's why we start out with everybody one-on-one -on -one. we're going to teach you uh we're going to go through sleep coaching nutrition coaching um as well as having somebody one-on-one -on -one, that expectation that you have to show up that you know somebody else's time uh is is waiting on you is going to help get you into that habit of showing up being regular uh, as well as coming in with the, the mindset that you're going to learn. Because uh, a lot of people will kind of just walk into the door of a big box gym. They don't have anybody waiting on them. And all of a sudden, three weeks later, it's back to binge watching House of Cards on the weekends or Game of Thrones or whatever. Whatever your kids are watching these days. Yeah, it's a good point. More often than not, and think about this as like an exercise. How many times have you started a gym for $10 a month? 
you go to one of the big ones, you're super pumped, you're going, you're going, you last about a week and a half, and then you fall off the face of the earth because you're too busy, you're stressed out, you don't know what you're doing. They're super creepy weirdos with nipple tanks in the gym that stare at you when you walk in. And so there's... Yeah, those nipple tanks. It was cool in the 80s. Not anymore. <laughs> so when you get the, those kind of interactions and those kind of scenarios when you walk in, it turns you off from wanting to actually keep going into the gym. You don't have anyone to tell you to keep going when you stop showing up. You don't have anyone to help you. And you ultimately don't have that accountability partner. So what you need to start, and when we look at the way people start and develop and build habits is, it takes 21 days to establish a habit at the minimum, because you have to be doing something and get into a routine doing something. Then you have to have someone holding you accountable to keep doing it after the 21 days. So you might start the habit, but then you run into life. So we find that when you wake up in the morning, the kids are running around screaming with no pants on and you have to put the pants on the kids and they're late for school. Then you're late for work because of that. Then you're racing around after work and now you're like, shoot, I was going to go to the gym, but now I'm definitely not because I don't have time. Johnny was late for work. Sally called me at the nurse's office and everything's chaos. And, but if you have that little voice in your head that says, oh, shoot, I have an appointment. I need to show up to that. And if I don't, they're going to text me and call me and tell me like, hey, we missed you today. What happened? You didn't show up. So come back in the gym. Let's get you going again. And we understand that you're busy and we're going to be here to help you get through it. Yeah. And that's the, the big thing we all kind of really don't con- consider when we're getting started. And that's that thing called life, right? Uh, so if you've got somebody who can kind of help you along the way and help you manage those other things and how to work you know, your health into your schedule, it's going to be a lot easier. You don't have to worry about it, right? You're kind of paying someone to take care of that, that for you. So it's just like, Hey, take a look at your schedule. We'll find something that works where we can line up and we'll, we'll make it work is essentially what's happening. Otherwise, like, cause there even are, who are people who do get started. They go to, you know, $10, uh, new year's starting big box gym, one year contract type thing. And they're in it for like three or four months. But even then they're like, well, I'm not, I wasn't consistent. Um, and although I tried really hard, I didn't get great results, blah, blah, blah. You're having somebody else take care of all the hard work, essentially of that one for you. Um, when it comes to like the science and doing this and doing that, and all you have to do is show up and kind of put your best foot forward. Uh, and you can kind of eliminate a lot of the life factor out of that just by having somebody to help you. Yeah. And what we found the best way to accomplish this, this is you have to have a combination approach and we call it a hybrid approach to fitness. And so it starts off with one-on-one environment for training because with the things we do and the way we approach fitness, it's multifunction and multimodal. So we're doing all kinds of different things all the time and mixing it up and using different things like gymnastics and weightlifting and plyometrics and running and rowing and jump roping and basic body weight stuff to build strength and to build the ability to actually continue to get stronger in people over time. And the way to start this, because these movements are so complex and, uh, and so difficult to actually get and understand is you have to have them in a coached environment. And so the way we want to start off with our system is people are going to start off in a one-on-one training environment. They're going to teach, get taught all the movements. They're going to get reinforcement on the movements. They're going to learn nutritional practices and strategies. We even wrote our own Fit for Life guidebook that gives 30 days of meal plans and recipes and all that, which they have to bring in every day, show their coach, make sure their coach is aware of what's going on. If they slip up, they talk about it. But each each one of those one-on-one sessions is going to build up on the previous one and teach them all the critical high-level skills that they need to move forward into the next phase. Yeah, and another thing that's just nice about it is it's a holistic approach. Right. You're not going to see your best results just kind of showing up and going to the gym. And yeah, 
there's a lot to be said for like, hey, you know, I kind of work out so I can eat what I want kind of thing. But you want to have somebody who's got the availability that if you walk into the gym uh, and you're like, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to talk about my nutrition, that they can have that unlock for you. Hey, I want to talk about how I'm not sleeping well at night or I don't wake up feeling rested. Okay, I've got the knowledge in my tool bag. Let's go ahead and start working on those things for you so that you have availability to all that information, even if. Even if sometimes you walk and you're like, well, I just kind of want to learn how to move so that I'm not hurting myself and I can come in and work out. It's all about where you're at and kind of be having learning that relationship with your coach. You can kind of build on what you're looking for and then eventually get into the more complicated things if you need it. Or if you're a gung-ho, uh, hard charger, put your head down, nose to the grindstone type person, you come in, you're like, hey, let's talk sleep, nutrition, movement. Let's get it all and let's hit it right now. Um you can build that relationship with your coach where they can take you at the pace that you need to go. Yeah, exactly. And then what we find after this is once people are doing one-on-ones for a long period of time and they've been working in personal training, it gets really boring. And so when you, uh, when you get bored, you don't want to do it anymore because it's not fun. And if it's not fun, then you're probably not going to continue doing it. So once you get done with your one-on-one sessions and we don't have a philosophy where we tell you you have, you have a set amount. It's basically dictated by how well you do on an assessment. So once you finish that, then you're going to go into more of a group class format. But the, in the group classes, you're already prepared for it. So you shouldn't be scared of getting injured and having problems because you already have a plan of action. You know what you're supposed to scale with and you know exactly where you're going to need to be and how you're going to get there. But at the same time, we attach one-on-one training sessions to these group classes because what we find is if people – don't have those one-on-one sessions attached, it's easy to fall off the face of the earth when you get to the group class because all of a sudden you're on your own. And when you give people freedom, they're just like, freedom! And then they go back and they eat nachos and Subway sandwiches and stuff, which may or may not be healthy, except they're delicious. Yeah, and we come we come back to the, the game called life also, one more time. Hornet waste. Yeah, hey, what's up, Dave? <laughs> um, <laughs> hornet waste. Uh, we were just talking about that. Um, but the, the game called life, If once you graduate into a group fitness community, once you've learned everything you need to know in a one-on-one setting, uh, no matter what's happening in your life, whether or not you've got roommates, a husband, a wife, kids, all these people around you who aren't necessarily as healthy as you want to be, you can come in and find that support or be around like-minded individuals uh, where you can get some sort of validation uh, by, having, again, those like-minded individuals around you being in a, in a community mindset. Uh, so like we've had a lot of people here, a lot of people that I've talked with or worked with in both personal training and group fitness where they're like, Oh, it's really hard to go home. Cause the cupboards are filled with my, my husband's stuff and there's beer and all this stuff that's really tempting. And it's around me all the time. Well, you're not even going to think about those, those things when you're coming in and you've got somebody who's telling you like, Oh, well go home and try this new recipe that I tried. And you can talk about those things or like, Hey, you know, even I, I tried this for my whole family and the kids really liked it. Or you, and you can sit there and brainstorm and you can get like, hey, you know, I did this this weekend. And somebody can give you a high five for it. And those are things that you can look forward to rather than just going home to, uh, let's say, I don't know, like having dinner with your grandma. And she's like, oh, well, but you know, I really need you to eat my potatoes. And you're like, no, nah, grandma, I'm not trying to eat the potatoes right now. I'm trying to be really good. And, you know, grandma makes you feel bad about not eating the potatoes. But then you come into the gym next day. Somebody brings you up for saying like, hey, way to hold out. Um because grandma's potatoes got a whole tub of lard in them. That's true. And grandma says, whatever grandma cooks is healthy, so you have to eat it. But <laughs> if you have that accountability partner and that culture of common experience that you're involved in and the people to fall back on, it gives you that opportunity to come back and feel super proud about what you're doing. And when, when we turn into adults, it doesn't you don't get rid of the notion that you need to feel proud and happy about the way you live and what you're doing. 
you still need reinforcement. You still need positivity in your life and you still need people to tell you like you're doing a great job and that makes you want to continue on. And one of that, that kind of builds into what we call kindness priming. So it's the idea that the second someone interacts with you and the second you have an experience with someone, you, you prime them with as much kindness as possible. And what happens is they're primed for that kindness throughout their experience with you and through future experiences because you're creating the construct that they expect in that. And that's what kind of happens when people walk in Stone Age fuel. As soon as they walk in that door, it doesn't matter if or call, doesn't matter if they've been here once or 300 times. We're going to say, welcome to Stone Age fuel. And where the streets are paved with gold. I came up with that. It's exciting. And so they see, they hear that, they see it, they smile. And now all the stress from the day is gone and they're primed to be happy inside. And that's what we want. And what it, what it comes down to is once everybody's been through all these phases and is in a safe environment, knows how to scale knows what to do, has that accountability partner. We need to make sure that every time they come back, it's the best hour of the day. And in order to do that, you're always priming people with kindness and you're always priming people to expect to be happy and to think of this as their their third home or their happy place. And that's ultimately what you grow in these kind of places. And because we work so closely with everybody in our coach programs, once they get into group, it's a, it's a really small family. And so anytime you do anything together, everybody goes Anytime we do Taco Tuesday or Pizza Friday because we don't hold anybody super 100% serious because they still have to have fun, mm -hmm. the entire kind of staff and everybody's always involved. Yeah, I mean, I literally just had lunch with the noon class that I coached. We all <laughs> went over to Wet Hen, which is a uh, cool little place uh, down the road from the gym, and we had a little bit of lunch. Um, and it, it's, it's about being balanced, and it's got to be fun. That's another thing we're – talking about where, you know, we, we get a little ahead of ourselves of like being adults, you should look forward to coming to the gym in your community. It should be a reward, right? It should never be like a punishment to yourself. Like, oh, I'm going to the gym as a punishment because I ate whatever over the weekend and I was hanging out with people. It's like, no, this is where I go to let loose at the end of the day before I have to go back home and cook dinner uh, for seven screaming people because they're, they're dying because they haven't eaten a sandwich since like four o'clock and it's five 30, you know? Um, this is the, the time that you kind of get to spend on yourself, uh, potentially with other people who are looking to help you out as well. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a couple of keys that make something like what we do special. And number one is you have to get, get people through the fears that they have, the preconceived notions that they've seen, because there's a lot of programs out there. There's CrossFit gyms, there's boutique fitness gyms, there's the gyms who our fake CrossFit gyms, and then there's the gyms who have been around for 150 years in our PT studios. And everybody sees these kind of things, especially because of how big CrossFit is. Everybody sees the environment and gets scared because it's all crazy people throwing barbells against the wall with their nipples so hard they could shape diamonds. But <laughs> in reality, what, what you, once you get over those problems and those preconceived issues, which is what, why we've created what we've created, you develop a community and a program to where people are comfortable when they come in and they realize and understand that there's a systematic approach and a progressive way that they're going to get better at what they do. They're going to learn an air squat at the beginning and seven sessions in, they're going to learn a back squat. And then after that, they're going to learn some of the Olympic lifting movements and everything happens as a result of everything previously happening. So whatever you do now is going to build on what you do later. And if a gym doesn't have that systematic approach to fitness, it doesn't it puts you in a hard place because you're going to have a bad experience. And then that experience is going to be, you're going to think of that as everybody does it like that. Well, it's just like walking into a place like 24 hour fitness or gold's gym. You walk in, you sign up, maybe you're really dedicated. This is the year that you're going to focus on yourself. You walk in for your first session after you've had like your tour and you sign the contract and everything like that. You've got your brand new neon uh, yoga pants on and your two sizes, too small tank top again with your nipples hanging out. Shaped and diamonds. 
Yeah, shave, shave diamonds. Uh, and you walk in, you don't know what any of the machine, how to use any of the machines, right? You don't know that you're even supposed to use machines. Somebody told you that free rates, free weights, even if you're working your arms, is inevitably going to lead to knee pain. Um, and you don't know where anything is at, even though you had a whole tour, right? That's not what it should be when it comes to your your health and your fitness. It should be I walk in, I have the expectation that I'm meeting up with someone who's going to teach me what I need to know to best efficiently use my time and to efficiently build into whatever my goals are and whatever it is that I need and I'm looking for. Yeah, and it's it's coming back to the long-term plan. So you need someone to have a long-term plan developed for you and always be thinking of where you're headed based off of goals and where your self-assessment is and how you're feeling and thinking about yourself. And it shouldn't be like, oh, I read Muscle and Fitness and they told me to do upside down underwater curls. Yeah. And uh, then next week they told me, oh, okay, so next this week we're going to do underwater basket weaving. That's what's going to be about my fitness now. Yeah, I read this article from Kai Green on bodybuilding.com about full range of motion of the elbow and my bicep curl. Yeah, and then I'm like, wait, fitness for life. Kai Green can't wipe his own butt. Yeah. So we got to fix that. His lats get in the way. Yeah, that's not lifetime fitness. Wait, that's a brand. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we can't use that. Somebody bleep that out. <laughs> but think about your fitness has to come down to the long-term aspect of what you're doing. And you can create a long-term plan of success to make this work. And the long-term plan of success is just, where do I want to be 24 months from now? Okay, I want to lose 30 pounds. All right, so now I need to work that backward to the 16-month mark, to the 12-month mark, to the nine. And every single month has to have your plan of action and your goals for that month. So you have your macro goal of 30 pounds lost in 24 months. Then you have your micro goals of, okay, this is how much I need to lose over time. And doing this by yourself is hard because you see, you don't, you see fogginess. You don't see the whole big picture and it's easy to get discouraged and fall apart. But if you have someone in your corner who's planning it for you and who's your accountability partner and who's talking about it with you and meeting with you about it and making sure you're on track and reassuring you when you fall off track that you can still get back on, that's the kind of support you need to make sure that your fitness is truly fitness for life. And it's not just fitness for now. Yeah, and they can also break up all the misconceptions that you hear out there. So if you walk in and you're like, hey, uh, somebody told me to do this, they're not, it's not like they're saying you're dumb or, or potentially where you heard it was dumb, but oh, no, that's dumb. This, this is what uh, generally we're looking to do, and this is how we're going to get you there. Uh, don't listen to the people who are trying to take you off of the long-term goal, right? Those are all people who are short-term minded, and you can just walk in, oh, yeah, so I you know, I saw this on the TV and I thought it was a really interesting idea. I wanted to bounce it off of you. Oh, well, okay, well, let's go ahead and talk about that. Uh, this is what's good about it. This is what's bad about it. And this is why we're doing potentially something different or we're incorporating something like that. You don't have to worry about misconceptions. You've got somebody else who's got everything laid out for you. You don't have to go out and learn all this stuff on your own. Because again, coming back to like the whole big box gym situation, I walk in, whoa, what am I going to do? Arms day, right? Am I, immediately, I dread leg day because somebody, everybody told me leg day was the worst. Okay, yeah. well, are you hitting leg day twice a week or once a month or does muscle separation even work? Is that a thing? You have somebody to eliminate all those misconceptions. Yeah, and then you, like you're leaving the big gym and you're like, wait, I'm supposed to have a protein shake. Yeah. The lady at the front <laughs> told me I need to eat that fruit smoothie. Yeah. Okay, so now I need a fruit smoothie plus a protein shake. I'm still lost and I don't know what I'm doing. And both of them are 14 bucks. Yeah, because they make money off of supplement sales up in the big gyms. Oh, yeah. It's a huge 
add on. And so you need someone to say, yeah, maybe probably don't eat that triple banana shake because it's going to be 175 grams of sugar. And it's probably going to detract you from your goals. Yeah. You need someone who supports you and will tell you, even if they have like, we have products in the gym, but if someone's not a good fit for it, we'll tell them like, Hey, don't use this, but we'll find you something else. And that's what it is. It's someone who's in your corner to support you every step of the way and make sure that the decisions you make, the things you read about and the, the things you do are on the right track to making your goals and someone who has that plan established for you. The only thing that fits everybody in our gym is our apparel. Look at this shirt. Yeah. Look at this Boom. shirt. Yeah. Boom. That. That's for everybody. Hashtag. That, everybody jacked. looks good in a Stone Age Fuel shirt. That's right. Stone Age Fuel. Is Kenzo on the back? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's Jack and Chan. Yeah. What do you Boom. know about that? Everybody knows about Jack and Chan. <laughs> and that's and that's the culture of our gym. We have a good time. We like to joke and have fun. We treat everybody like family. And everybody has a systematic way that they're approached and built up to be fit. And the ones who stick with it the long term for us are the ones who are super successful and super happy. And they basically have a, someone man. It's like having a financial advisor, except some financial advisors kind of suck. Yeah. But we're awesome. Essentially, we have a concept based ideology where we want everyone to be able to do exactly what their body was meant to do. But each individual needs their own approach that's specifically customized for them to get them there. So if we've got 15 different skills that we think each person is supposed to be capable of doing, it's going to be a little bit different getting everybody there. But that's the thing that we get everybody to. Yeah. And remember, the goal isn't to get you fit to go do like fitness competitions and be a crazy person doing all that stuff. And if you want to do that, that's fine, too. But the goal for us is to get you to a point to where you're comfortable and fit living your life. So you're comfortable around your husband, you're comfortable going swimming at the pool, you're comfortable and capable of keeping up with the kids who are running all over the place. You're okay to go on a hike if you need to. It's less about being fit to be fit and more about being fit to live a good life and to be happy. And to be pain-free. That's it. Pain-free is the way to be. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. So we have a couple of questions to answer as we wrap this up. That's right. From Shiloh, one of our youth weightlifters we coach up in the New England area. So he, he's asking a bunch of questions. He wrote us an actual outline of everything. So we're going to answer these for you, Shiloh. His first one, I think it's directed to me based off a picture I posted on Instagram. <laughs> what did you do in the Air Force? So it turns out I was never in the Air Force in my life. I was actually in the Navy, and I made good friends with Air Force recruiters. So at one point, they gave us the Air Force recruiting truck, and we went and recruited special tactics stuff at a Cuff Mudder event. And so that was probably the picture you saw, me standing in front of the recruiter truck with an Air Force shirt. So it turns out I was in the Navy. Gail was also in Naval Service Marines. Yeah, I was in the Marine Corps, which happens to be a Naval Service. Naval Thanks for service. reminding me, Chandler. You're welcome. <laughs> The checks always say Department of the Navy. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> it's so nice. So let's move on. <laughs> we made them uncomfortable, everybody. Okay, so how much pre-work does our pre-workout does RJ take? Okay, so funny story. RJ is all natural craziness, hundred percent witty, hundred percent out of control, and hundred percent on all the time. It's called being twenty. Yeah, just never it never stops. How much do we pay Stella? Well, so Stella's paid heavily, and we we base her pay quite a bit on how much she can interact and be lovable to the members. So if we could turn love into money, she'd probably get paid millions. What nutrition do you guys have for an 11 year old? So for an 11 year old, I would say your goals are to just have a good, solid, focused eating plan. We don't want to call it a diet because it's not a diet when we're at this young age. What it is, is we want you to eat meat. We want you to eat vegetables, fruits, and then some rice, sweet potatoes, and some starches and enjoy that and try to stay away from junk food like hot Cheetos and garbage and monsters and energy McDonald's. Drinks. Yeah. Just stick away from fast food, meat, 
veggies, fruit, starches, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what it comes down to. It's not a diet. It's just eating well. It's a nutrition plan. Yeah. Let's see. Is low-carb, high-fat good? Okay. We'll do a whole episode next time on nutrition. Yeah. So low-carb, high-fat, it Nutrition is really based off of you. So you re- we really need to understand who you are, what your goals are, what your body type looks like, what you've tried in the past, and where you want to get and where you are now. Then we establish a plan of action for nutrition. So something like low-carb, high-fat works really well for a group of people who maybe want to lose weight quickly. But mm-hmm. we don't want them to lose weight too quickly because it's not safe. So we need to set them up on a sort of parameter where it's maybe lower-ish carb and medium fat or something like that. And mm-hmm. so it's really dependent on you. Next time we'll do a whole episode. We'll just do nutrition. Yeah. How about protein? So we always keep uh, proteins very, it's a good source. We have to have protein in our diets. It's one of those things that you can absorb a certain amount in each meal, which can range from 20 to 30 grams in a meal, probably plus or minus like three grams outside of that, but you can absorb that much. And then after you eat that, it just turns into fat. So and that's why weight gainers are, really effective because it just gives you 150 grams of protein and most of that goes to fat. So mm-hmm. you're just going to pound on, put on all that weight just by consuming that much protein. Yeah. If you're looking for like, should I be consuming protein? Uh, it should come from a whole food rather than like a protein shake as in like nuts, uh, lean meats, that type of thing. Uh, nut butters, uh, mostly like almond butter, right? Uh, you want to be getting it from some sort of real food source. You don't want to be necessarily consuming it in like a liquid form. It's essentially that it's just like extra calories, inflame, potentially inflammatory calories, uh, which we can cover next time, coming from a, a liquid that is not going to make you full. It's not real food. Yeah, exactly. And liquid diets, they you eat them, you're full, and then you're hungry 27 minutes later. Yeah. And so it gets you on this roller coaster where you're just constantly eating. You're spiking your glycemic index, which basically means that you took in way too much something th- – sugar at once mm-hmm. and then you're going to be hungry right away because your body has to counteract it so protein should be consumed uh, we prefer it from a meat space source your meats are going to be your most bioavailable protein and they're mm-hmm. going to be the protein that has the vitamins and the minerals and everything that you need to sustain and support a healthy lifestyle i concur all right guys next week we talk nutrition so make sure you tune in thursdays at two o'clock We're going to keep this rolling. This will be on the podcast as well. So if you're listening to this, thanks for listening. If you have questions, as always, send us the questions. We'll answer them on an episode. Yeah, thanks. See ya. Say bye, Dale. Bye. Be excited. Okay.